It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Welcome to it. Welcome to Sunday night. It is Carcoon Carney. I'm James Van Ostel. The show is sponsored tonight by Siren Records McHenry. I was just there this morning. I made the trip out there. Uh, went there for the new Gojira. Ended up rifling through all kinds of stuff. I've never seen more behemoth albums on vinyl in one record store. That's to their credit. And I swear to God, every time I go to Siren, which is awesome, it feels like there's stock turnover. There's more stuff. I, I swear there were records there that were not there the last time I was there. Not just new stuff, but old stuff. stuff. I love going there. They're fantastic. Siren Records and McHenry, thank you to them for sponsoring the show tonight. Tomorrow night on Caracone Carney. Oh, this guest, holy crap, Vinny. Uh, you may know him from Less Than Jake. Back in the day, he was a founder. He was a lyricist, played drums. Uh, he left Less Than Jake. During his Less Than Jake times, he co-founded Fueled by Ramen Records. No small feat there. He's got a new project. This guy's always working on stuff. Uh, Vinny will be joining me tomorrow night. This is huge. That's tomorrow night on Carcon Carne. Uh, but for right now, please hide the kids, put them to bed, keep them away from what you're about to see. I'm joined by Dead Animal Assembly Plant, who are joining me from multiple locations across the dark void. Nice to meet you all. Oh, the dark void is our specialty. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you've nailed it. Uh, I said yeah, my description. Dark void is our prison name. Your, <laughs> your videos are nightmare fuel, which... <laughs> I, I absolutely love. I mean, I, I I guess we'll start there. I think it's so important for a band to have a look, a bandality, a, a real consistent vision from whether I'm talking to you in an interview or watching your videos or seeing you on stage. You guys have it all figured out. You all have it all figured out. Uh, thank you. I mean, it's it really is like a culmination of our like the collective effort uh because we all, you know, create our own characters and develop them over the years, and so it's, it's been a nice like collection of of, of different like people's personalities. And the new album is "Bring Out the Dead." I love horror, and I, I will probably circle back to horror movies in a second. But when I listen to the first song on "Bring Out the Dead," "Cemetery Slums," this to me is like the opening credits rolling on a horror movie, just kind of setting up what you're about to experience. Oh, thank you. I like that. I mean, you know, life is really a horror movie. Uh, anything, I don't know. They can't write things as bad as what real life is. So, uh, I mean, and that's, uh, I mean, that's a good observation because Cemetery Slums is, in essence, kind of like opening the gates to this like uh, dissension into, I mean, you get, like kind of a Dante's Inferno esque. Uh, you know, adventure is, if you will. Well, I, I will because you quite literally do the inferno on the album. It's kind of a lighthearted trip through Dante's circles of hell, and I, I think it's one of the most memorable songs on the album. It, it sounds, it just sounds a little lighter, even though it's about a descent through hell than some of the other songs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where um, it, 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 some of the best songs kind of have like an upbeat tempo and delivery but have some of the darkest themes 
And it, why not have like a jaunty trip down into hell? Right. Why, why not? <laughs> why not? Well, you know, you talked about how you can't write the stuff that's happening in the real world. I mean, things got so bad during the pandemic that the dude who created Black Mirror said, yeah, I'm out for a while. This is I, I can't do what I do anymore. I'm done. But, I, you know, I love horror and I, I watch horror all the time. To me, there's something cathartic about watching that, listening to that, those themes, those topics. It kind of evens me out for lack of a better way of saying it like it makes the the just horrific shit that's happening in the real world somehow easier to digest it, it, it's escapist uh yeah i mean it's it, it's funny because it's it reminds us in some way that you know with horror you, you get that thrill you get that adrenaline but you also get that reality that's like oh i'm still safe like i'm still at home so you get that emotional roller coaster and, and you, you do get to go home and, and sleep, you know, in the safety of your bed and kind of like blissfully uh, unaware of all the like the real horrors out there. So it's like uh, it's like you get to become a tourist. So for those who are listening to this after we're recording this live on video, uh, three quarters uh, of the band assembled tonight are fully fully dressed in costume. I would love knowing or imagining that after this interview's over, you're going to go sit out and do some porch drinking. Yeah, like they this. look like me. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're, you know, go down to Walmart and go pick up. People know, probably wouldn't bat an eye. The horrors that, that are seen at Walmart on any given day, people wouldn't even bat an eye. Yeah, after this, I'm just going to go buy a nice rosé. Um, <laughs> That's what I expected. I, I bought a really nice uh, Cabernet uh, bourbon barrel aged. I'm not even joking. I went to Ralph's and I just bought that. So I'm looking. Very, I'm very much looking forward to uh, uh, sipping on that uh, for the rest of the remaining night. So and that, that's zero. The wine enthusiast in the band. <laughs> uh, digging back into the album, I love you. You do this thing where you twist familiar sounds and thoughts from childhood and make them just warped and uncomfortable like i scream you scream pick up the scalpel you know what i mean um there's another example too i but i i love that kind of twisting of conventions and, and playing with people and playing with expectations and you do that in a couple places on the album but the song i talked about in particular somewhere else is this is this a medical nightmare song what are we doing here um it's it's kind of like um this exploration of the almost all the voices that kind of ramble through your head and create this cacophony so they're almost they're teasing you they're taunting you uh it's 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 that inward nightmarish journey so it has that sing-songy kind of nursery rhyme because you know you know, from the onset that we enter in this world, you know, all the bad stuff starts creeping in and it just gets worse as we get older. So, you know, that song represents, you know, in that kind of like sickly sweet, you know, way that kind of like rots your teeth and rots your head. It's, it's, and eventually just rots your heart. And that's kind <laughs> of basically what it is. And then there's, you know, the other thing I was thinking of is a violent breed, March five, six, seven, all good martyrs go to heaven i love that stuff you know, i was talking the other day on this podcast i'm surprised that there wasn't a huge influx of politically charged music if not over the past year over the past four or five years it, it seems like historically when 
things have been or when things have gone sideways politically or internationally, just culturally, music has been there to respond to it. I didn't feel like that was the case over the past few years. Uh, you take politics straight on uh, on this album, Colors Under Attack. I mean, it, it's like a page out of, out of, out of the front, front page of the newspaper. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're we're generally not um, a hugely political band. Uh, you know, we're not like a ministry or, uh, you know, a Dead Kennedys where it's just so out front for them. And, and, and rightfully so, using that platform to, uh, you know, espouse their beliefs. But Colors Are Intact was for us, yeah, like this direct response. Um, I, actually, it was the Eric Garner case, which is what inspired the idea. And it's the idea of the systemic racism in all parts of society. And people using colors, whether it's the color uh, colors under your flag or under your badge or your beliefs that you use to justify doing terrible things. And unfortunately, you know, as we saw back in 2020, it's it's a pattern that keeps repeating. It's it's always even though we wrote it back in, I don't know, like 20, God, 2019. I mean, it's been it's been a while. And yet it's well, I feel and sadly so that it will never not right be relevant right now your merch is fantastic that said my advice the line from the ghost of frederick nietzsche we're all a little sinful let the devil have his way i i, I would want that on every piece of merch ever created like coffee cups <laughs> t-shirts hoodies enamels whatever it's one of my favorite lines from the new album you, you can have a finder's fee for that <laughs> thank <laughs> yeah. you it's going on every single dildo that we actually have created. Yeah, so. yeah. perfect. I, Little did you know. <laughs> perfect. Know your audience. I mean, know, know, know the market. I think that's a great example. All right, so let's get to what turned out to be my favorite song on the album, and I don't know if, where this sits with you. I love, 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 love Sacred Disgrace. Ah, uh, that's a gorgeous song. Yeah, yeah. It's a gorgeous song. I think it's the best song on the album, but I, that's my personal Thank opinion. Uh, the violins on that one. Uh, I, I went down the rabbit hole a week or two ago discovering Lulu Black. Um, that yeah. was a rewarding experience. Uh, th tell me about this song because it just it, it is a standout to me. Well, Zero, you can you want to start since we started, yeah we worked, worked on this one together. Yeah, um, I mean, God, this was actually one of the um, one of the earlier tracks that we were kind of hashing out and we started working on. Um, and but I mean, you're absolutely right. Like Lulu's violins. I mean. It, it it really just adds this beautiful chaos to to the track that if it was not there, it'd probably be just be like you know what this could actually this could use something but I don't know what it is and <laughs> she filled that in very nicely. Um, but yeah, it was interesting the way um, just you know working with Zach on these tracks and just kind of piecing it together. Um, uh, it was just a lot of fun and it's not a it's not an intricate song. Um, I mean, nor does it have to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of the you know most simplistic songs are the ones that always stand out. You know, it's for sure. Um, but uh, now, if correct me if I'm wrong, Zach was, and, and I might be thinking of a different song. Um, the was this the one that we kind of we wrote for someone else, but we ended up thinking it was too good. 
So it, it, <laughs> I'm not saying who it was for. Oh yeah, I'm no, just we'll, simply we'll saying. Um, yeah, the impetus of the song was we were gonna work on a remix for someone, and we were just sitting around the studio, just kind of noodling um, with ideas, and we were completely writing everything from scratch. And we got to this point where it's like. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, like this. I think we're going to keep this. Yeah. <laughs> I like, we just, uh, I mean, they don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> did we just write a song for us? Yes. I think, I we, think did. we did. I think we did. <laughs> and we, and then that's how it started. We just, and we're like, well, it's for us. And let's just, let's go balls out, you know? Yeah. And, and having the, the organic violins, I mean, there's nothing that beats that natural timber of, and that kind yeah. of ghostly woeful sound of violins. And, yeah, yes. it, it adds a lot, and you know, it, it's kind of fun to 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 change up on the album. We don't want every song to sound exactly mm-hmm. the same. Each thing needs to kind of tell a story and have a different emotion to it. And so, I mean, I I, I we really appreciate that song. We really love it, and because it does kind of break things up on the album. <clears throat> yeah. So again, if you're just listening, and you, you didn't get a chance to watch this. Buzz is making me nervous. So. She's just kind of staring straight ahead, and I—I'm just. What, what, what have you got I'm, to say about that? I have nothing to say. <laughs> I just have to sit with my own discomfort, is what you're saying. Pretty much, yes. Okay, that's it's <laughs> part of being a host. It's fine. It's fine. So, one of the standouts, just in terms of mass appeal on the album, is "God's Gonna Cut You Down," a song that Johnny Cash. Made super popular, well, super. I, I'm talking like he's K-pop. Uh, that Johnny Cash popularized a couple years ago. This version that you did, this is not. An, I, this existed for a while in the land of dead animal assembly plant, didn't it? Before making it to this album. So I'm the the cover of God's Gonna Cut You Down actually was Zero's idea. He brought it to the table after hearing the Johnny Cash version. It was just like. Hey, we should do a cover of this song. And I was like, well, yeah, it's an amazing song. And it doing like research into the song. It was interesting to find out that it was like this old folklore kind of uh, song from the early part of the 20th century. Um, so we had done a version a number of years ago, and that's where we, the one we actually have a music video for. Right. Um, so with the new album, uh, because of the pandemic, we actually finished this album in 2019 before we went on tour so i mean it's funny that you know it's bring out the dead but it was before the whole pandemic so yeah i mean there you go it's history repeats itself um are you sick of talking about these songs because they're so they're so old I mean, i'm serious because they're so old to you that you've been living with these for so long that it, it's weird to still be talking about them well it's funny because like even though they've been around for a while this is really the first time we've been able to talk about them you know yeah we've heard them a million times but you know we haven't had the opportunity to sit down and talk to anyone and kind of like articulate our thoughts about the album because you you go into something thinking a certain way but then trying to express it you know it helps you kind of re-examine you know everything you've written and now it being a few years old yet just coming out you know it kind of gives you this a good like detached perspective about it and it's kind of nice to be able to step away and talk about it um so it's it and so the god's gonna cut you down was we had extra time because the label was like hey um 
it was supposed to come out last year, but the pandemic delayed that by like a year. And uh, so the label's like, hey, uh, you know, since we have this extra time, you is there any bonus tracks you want to put on it? And uh, that's where the last two tracks, Iron Face and the newer version of God's going to cut you down because I had these female uh, vocals from this local artist, uh, Outer Stacy, who had this band, Fatana, and this other band, Time Bitch. So she had done the song with me a few times live, and she has such a powerful voice that I wanted to do a version with her in it. So she had sent me these vocals, and I was just sitting on them. And since we had this time, I was just like to uh, the guy who mixed the album, Fernando, I'm just, we wanted to work on a song together. So it's like, hey, you know, we have like two weeks or something. Let's just do like a totally different version of the song using these vocals and we'll completely redo it. And just to kind of add a little extra for people. And uh, yeah, it, it was fun to kind of reimagine it. And somehow you made the song even darker than Johnny Cash made it. Oh, wow. That's a bold statement, sir. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, again, going back to the concept of nightmare fuel. There it is. That's that's it. Mission accomplished. The new album, again, is Bring Out the Dead. I, I've got to think that as you've been sitting in your dead animal assembly plant laboratory for the past 13 months, you've been just mad scientist-like plotting out what this will all translate to on stage, how to, how to bring this album to life yeah we've um uh we've had the opportunity to you know re-examine some of like our stage outfits um uh scoring back here aside from being an amazing drummer is also an amazing welding artist and he has made all of the metal works uh that you see in the band the mic stand um i even have This is a tambourine that he made that you wait, can wait, is, it, wait, is that like a just a blade? It's a saw blade. Yeah, you could you could literally decapitate someone with this. <laughs> it might I mean I I feel like if I was ever gonna go to jail or prison for the rest of my life for killing someone, wouldn't it be great to kill them with a tambourine? <laughs> <laughs> that, wh- way to make the most unmetal instrument metal. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm dying to see Literally. what you do with the band <laughs> or the glockenspiel. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you see the kazoo? It's, it's going <laughs> to. Yeah, I mean, just to, just to paint the picture, Scorn, <laughs> yeah. Scorn's kind of standing in the background uh, of Z and Buzz. Just he kind of looks like he's there to make sure that nothing nothing gets out of line, that no one does anything wrong. He looks like he's he looks like he's the heavy. He's the enforcer in the background. And now that you say that he's good, like he's a metal smith. Like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a wise decision. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps good time on top of it all. Uh, let's yeah. circle. Let's circle back to horror. Obviously, your fans. Favorite uh, movie? rom-coms mostly, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, of course, a Hugh Grant movie or something with Drew Barrymore. Forget about it. But what horror movies do you love? What are the ones you keep going back to or what you went back to during the pandemic? All the Hellraisers. All the Hellraisers and uh, Jacob's Ladder on repeat. I think that is an underrated. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, th- that's a great one. It's a uh, mind fuck. Uh, pretty much all the Alien movies. And all of them. All of them, including Prometheus. Really? 
Yeah, including Prometheus. We have a oh. special guest. Hey, look! It's it's the other part of the band. It's now right. it's officially the full band. Yeah. There it is. This is this is a watershed achievement, watershed moment. All, all five yeah. members of Dead Dead Animal Assembly Plants have it's assembled hard to do. Avengers like. <laughs> Although Nick's kind of against him, he's looking a little civilian. Uh, I'm a tropical goth, as they call it. <laughs> oh, they do call it that. I've heard that. It's true. You know. With all the flower shirt button up, you know, it's just what I have wear around. <laughs> they love that at the tiki bars. Yeah. Let's talk about comics. Obviously, your fans of comics, like, what what were you weaned on? What what, what were those titles or artists that, that you grew up loving? Dude, oh, fucking uh, comedians. Oh, like comic books? Yeah, or comic comics books? or comic comedians. I, I was yeah. just like, I mean, I can't really say much for the com- uh, like comedians so much, but like the comic books growing up, yeah, like uh, uh, the uh, like uh, the Max um, Pit. Uh, That's uh, Dave. I can't see his last name. Keon. I think it's been a while. It's yeah. been a long time. Um, it's yeah, actually, how I ended up. Uh, Dale Q. Kind of getting in, getting into uh, drawing myself was just uh, those types of comics, that type of artwork. So, and uh, I mean, you mentioned our art, and the the vast majority of our art that has been done has actually been done by Buzz right here. So, yeah, comics is a big thing for her. <laughs> Inching closer to yeah i'm a big fan of like top cow comics so like the darkness witchblade tomb raider mm-hmm. stuff like that and the punisher is like one of my really favorites. yeah see the punisher is so hit and miss through the years there have been so many titles and so many weird directions yeah i really like the new show with yeah oh well yeah john bernthal is amazing yeah. hell yeah if are Marvel- they gonna do a season three I really hope so. no they're they're done with all that the, the netflix shows Son are done but <laughs> maybe disney making- They'd be making a huge Maybe mistake. Yeah. They need to bring him into the movies. He like yeah. he like he teams up. He's I... like, oh, let's get him, guys! Oh, oh, oh boy! <laughs> Listen, they need to bring Vincent D'Onofrio to the Marvel movies as Kingpin, and they need to bring Bernthal as Punisher. Dude, yeah, yeah. They might as well. He is so fitting. He's so fitting. He is the Punisher. Well, and D'Onofrio just—I mean—he makes your flesh crawl. Every yeah. time he's on screen, he is so good. Which reminds me of but, another un- underrated movie. I still love what is it? Cell, the one with Jennifer Lopez. That's gorgeous. oh yeah, that's a beautiful movie. Beautiful, but also disturbing and wonderfully weird. Yeah. Oh man, it's so it's it man that did that did that did that guy that that played the uh, the killer man did he balloon out? Oh my god, Vincent Nafrio? Yeah, but he was, was all over was, the place because he was like. He was Gomer. He was Pyle in Private Pyle. Jacket. Yeah, Private yeah. Pyle. But then he He's got he like so slimmed much, down and got looked all good in like like some movies. He was in Adventures yeah. in Babysitting as Thor. That's right. yes. <laughs> That's right. oh my god. <laughs> the least likely band to talk about that movie. And here we Dude, are. Dude, I grew up on that movie. <laughs> I grew up on Adventures babysitting i lived and, in uh, chicago uh, for the first part of my life so you know oh you did yeah in west chicago oh right on okay i know you mentioned McHenry, and i was just like oh i went to freshman high school in, in McHenry high school that's hilarious well west chicago they that's where they used to have the big drive-in out there 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I lived right down the street from it. And I, that's where I saw like the first Batman and Dick Tracy and oh, Warlock so. and all these movies. Yeah. Uh, Cascadia driving. That's it. Man, Warlock. You know, of, all, of all the bad that came out of the, the pandemic and just all the stress and trouble and, and as hard as it's been for musicians, the one thing I think we can take with us into our post pandemic world. I'm glad the drive-in theaters are back. I love to me. That's like the quintessential American experience. We can keep those. I'm cool with that. Everything else from the pandemic can go, but let's keep the drive-ins. Yeah, that's that is like the good part of Americana. That it is people you can finally yeah. remember. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is actually a good part that we can be nostalgic about, and not like the weird, you know, racist stuff. <laughs> right, exactly right. Okay, so the new album, Dead Animal Assembly Plant, is called "Bring Out the Dead." Uh, it's hard. It's heavy. It's haunting. It's dark. It's vegan and raging uh i love it i, I love that you said that i'm just i was i got a kick out of that that was funny because <laughs> that reminds me of like uh, a number of years ago we we did a show with slick idiot so it was like n ash and gunther schultz <laughs> and oh, uh i remember <laughs> being backstage in the backstage area with n ash and you know because he's he is like a very outspoken I, he might be vegan or if not vegetarian but like very like animal rights mm -hmm. and so he is just like he's just like yeah so what's what's the name is it uh is this something to do with animal rights i'm like oh no it's it's actually you know a a business license that you have to get in the state of oregon in order to transport or store like animal carcasses it's called dead animal assembly plan it's so weird, so and, weird. <laughs> and what, was, was he, he's he had a creepy handshake too like super weak limp and sweaty is like oh it's good to meet you and you just like you're just like hey man <laughs> See, now that's, that's one of the things that can go away when we come out of the pandemic i'm done with handshakes if we don't have to do those anymore that's cool because of exactly I, what yeah. you described i like the whole like when you go up and you just kind of bump yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool but like dude what, what, hey hello yeah, friend like, I like that. I'm okay like with it. the nux too, if you want to do that. But if we yeah. can just be done with handshakes because of exactly what you described, the, the limp, weird, grasping hand, the clammy, the, oh, crap, I need to wash my hand now because I was just, I don't feel right after shaking that hand. We could just move into the new world without handshakes, I think. Yeah, it's oh, which is like, going to oh, spitting in each other's mouths. I think that's... Yeah, back, back to just spitting. And yeah, just like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> coughing coughing's a good form of greeting someone oh, hey that's, good one. that's right that's right that's so pre-pandemic yeah. all right dead animal assembly plant again the new album is out it is really solid it is bring out the dead i am anxious for that day and it's coming when we'll be able to see you on the road again oh i thought you were gonna say when we get to bring out the dead i'm just like yeah i mean that's been happening for a while so <laughs> I, i'm anxious and is that a black cat i, I see in the room Oh, it's a small dog. Oh, okay. No, that's that's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> He's more right. of a white cat, though. All right, Dead Animal <laughs> Assembly Plant. Stay right there. I'm going to wrap up the uh, the video here. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Much appreciated. Stay right.